What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Always To There Are, a Star Wars discussion podcast. I am Josiah, here with my co-host, Steven. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Indeed. There's a throwback. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined this week by a very special guest. Um, Brady is back in the studio with us with a full set of studio equipment. It's good to have you back, buddy. You know, nobody would have known. Why did you interrupt our new guest? Why? Our new guest? Our... our Special guest. Just to give you a hard time. Okay. (laughs) Cue the intro music. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even introduce our guy. Shame. I introduced him. You interrupted him, and... He hadn't made noise yet. I had He said four words now. Uh, Good day. I'm glad to be back. It's been a while. We haven't even talked. Um, It has been a while. It has been a very long time. Now I have a full set, and I am no longer a disembodied voice. So hopefully in the future, you won't hear me breathing as much. <laughs> I won't cut it out. Um, Please don't. I enjoy it. <laughs> I love to blow the bass out of my speakers in my car. Yeah, uh... <laughs> anyway, uh, this week... Oh, I normally do that as part of the intro. Or maybe, oh, well. maybe this is all the intro. What is an intro? We already asked that question. <laughs> I think it's like our third episode. <laughs> Anyway, we didn't have an answer uh, then. We this don't week now. we are talking about the Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars Episode Three, the Revenge of the Sith, the third movie, third canonical, sixth released movie in yes. the Star Wars franchise. Um, yeah, pretty excited. Yeah. Oh yeah. What year was it released? Two thousand three or five. I believe no, it was 2005. 2005, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I was but a babe. I wasn't even in school yet. I didn't know what 2 plus 2 was. I was, I was old enough to understand that there were very much more adult undertones of the film, but still wasn't quite at the like level mind to get past the flashing lightsabers. Oh, I definitely... I wasn't allowed to watch this movie until I was 10 years old. <laughs> you poor soul. Yeah. 2010, baby. Your life must have been pretty bland. This... I mean, yeah, I had the other five Star Wars movies that I was allowed to watch. Oh, okay. And then I, w- I watched this one when I was 10, and it became my favorite instantly. I mean, it's it, it's arguably the, the best one of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been my favorite. It, I, I do love Palpatine in this film. And not just for the camp. Unlimited. So uh, what's, the, what's the quote I the attempt on my life has left me scarred and deformed. I am the Senate. All right, right, gentlemen, let's get right into it. Um, First off, before we jump into our questions, what are just some general thoughts about the film? Other than that, it might be the best one because we just talked about that. But We did. I I don't know. This is probably the most memeable of all of (laughs) them. Oh, by far. Of all of them. Combined. I'm pretty sure this one has the most... uh, I mean, we just went over like half the meat. (laughs) Exactly. I'm pretty sure this one has the most robot chicken sketches made from it. We still haven't covered the the greatest meme of all, you know. I I have the high ground. Yeah. 
one of my buddies, we were at a yeah. Halloween party the other night, and he was Anakin, and his one of his buddies was Obi Wan, and please we tell, were like, please tell me the house was a had a had a second story. No, we Damn. were like walking. We were like leaving, and like it was one of those like the driveway goes down, but the yard keeps going. Oh. And he just like kept walking, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he has the high ground!" And then he fell and almost like ate absolute crap, and it was almost really, really funny. Um, yeah, he almost destroyed his ankle. That's funny. That yeah. <laughs> well, we know where Josiah's priorities lie with his friends. I would have helped him if he fell after I laughed. Bit. I would help while laughing. But yeah, that's still. Hard. I would just like. Yeah. I would wait to see if he's actually hurt, and then be like, "Oh no, this is bad," and then stop laughing. Fair. Sometimes friends do uh, milk it a little bit for the laugh. I mean, I tased one of my friends just for the laugh. <laughs> that was funny. Then he slapped me. That was <laughs> that's all. Funny. He that, just slapped you. I, like intentionally, to, he, or was it like a reaction from? Oh the no, he like he like did his whole like ah that hurt, and then he like slapped me, and then he tried to kick me in the nether regions, and then I caught his foot. <laughs> and he's just like, "You want to go?" And I was like, "You don't want to do this." <laughs> <laughs> you underestimate my power. Like you, you don't want to do this. Like we're on a second, we're on a second story of a house. Like I'll push you down the stairs, boy. And you've got their foot. Yeah, yeah. Huh? You have control. I do. I don't care if you're a Katrina survivor. <laughs> I'll show you a whirlwind. <laughs> oh no! We're not quite balanced anymore, guys. But leaning a little more towards the aggressive side. But that's yeah. okay. I'm still no. I'm definitely a guardian. I was about to say counselor, but that's not even close. To no, true. you're a guardian. When you when you learn to you know jimmy a lock or like use a credit card to pick a lock, then you'll be a sentinel. But until then, yeah. what about when I like pseudo hack my Kotor to give me stupid powers that I shouldn't have access are, to? Are you talking about the like yes. the, the button gimmick yes. that I still don't know how you do? Like triple click left stick, just just it's ingrained in my memory. Because you're a cheater. Yeah, I'm sorry. That kind of makes you more of a Sith than a Jedi. Buddy. Yeah. Hey, it's all a spectrum, and I am just a. It Jedi. really isn't. I'm not a. I'm not a Sith. I'm a dark Jedi. That's just the you same see thing. That's hand, Sith. Then I'm a really dark Jedi. <laughs> That's just a Sith who hasn't been initiated yet. But meanwhile, I just want to cheat to get max credits. Yeah. I just want the cool lightsabers Cause and credit, ropes. Because credits suck in the KOTOR games. I haven't talked about KOTOR. The stuff in those games is just ridiculously expensive. Second, this, the second game. Oh, Dude, yeah. Some I of the guns in the second, second game, game yet. some of the guns in that game can be upwards of like 25,000 credits. Well, then there's also uh, that like mining station that has like the Heart of the Guardian and all that. And it, I mean, like you're looking at like the start of the game right after you get off. Uh, what was it? It's not. Was it Raxus? No. For Coder Two. Yeah, Coder Two. There's that like orbiting station that has that one merchant in it. Over Telos. Yeah, I think Citadel so. Station. Yeah, it has like the Heart of the Guardian in it and all that. And I mean, it does. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're you talking about the one, the the two brother Duros, who are one is like straight and narrow, and the other one's like very shady and like. Duros is. Cad Bane's race, right? I know it. Yeah, Duros, that's yeah. A Duros. Yeah, uh, 
You're talking about those two? I think so. There's a there there's a there's a uh, station like the moment you get off that that you can go to, and I mean, it's a very yeah. expensive merchant. Expensive. I I remember yeah, the two Duros brothers, and one of them has ra- randomized loot where you can get a color crystal, uh, some form of Jedi robe, and you can get uh an augment crystal. And I remember it was always random. You could get some pretty good stuff of those three categories. It was only one of each. Well, maybe I just got lucky and he had the heart of the guardian and I just yeah. didn't have a hundred thousand credits to buy it. <laughs> and I had I would save because once you speak to him and look at his inventory, it's locked in. Oh, well. I so you had to guardian. save Talk to him, see his inventory, and if you didn't like what he had, to reload. Talk to him. Because it, it wasn't decided until you spoke to him and looked at his inventory the first time. So you could re-roll his inventory as often as you wanted, as long as you hadn't talked to him. And I sat there for hours, fishing for a silver lightsaber crystal. And? I finally got one. Nice. And it was awesome. I will... I don't remember what it is. I don't have my switch, but it's it's not. Uh, it's right after you get after uh, Paragus, that like mining colony when you wake up. Right. You can go to it like from the start of it. Yeah. Anyway. Movie. Movie. Revenge of the Sith. Um, Steven, who's your favorite character in this movie? Oh, Palpatine. Hands down. Without a doubt. Favorite cameo would happen to be... Um, do you know what I'm going to say, Brady? I, I know. Who, what am I going to say? Just, just it's, keep, uh, just keep hold on. on. Who am I going to say? His name escapes me. I feel terrible. Do you know Quinn, who? Quinlan Voss. No, that's in the nope, that's, that's episode that's, one. That's episode oh, one. no, I'm bad. Who am that's I gonna my say? favorite Brady? Guy. I was going to think you're going to say Kit Fisto in the background. No. Not Kit Fisto? No, because he's not really a cameo appearance. I mean, he kind of well, is. Him being alive is a cameo in and of itself. Yeah, bad editing. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, the, the Chancellor for uh, Pantora. Oh. George Lucas's character. Yeah. We, he's in the Clone Wars when his daughters get kidnapped. Yeah. Kidnapped. And, uh, yeah. And just I was just like I have no idea what you're talking about. He's just no, I do I do know the Clone Wars reference. I understand. Yeah, do you know where he is in the movie? No, he's just one of like the people standing on the big staircase leading up to the opera, that and Anakin runs past him, uh, before turning into the private. It's another example of a random character sitting in the background of a Star Wars movie that was later turned into an important character in a Clone Wars arc. Or. Well, you can this also... was George Lucas, like in costume on set. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So it was just, and it was, it's such a cool like character design. You can also uh, see the Millennium Falcon leaving. Uh, That's right. Uh, no, arriving. Is it arriving? It's uh, arriving. It's arriving. Yeah, but you can see it entering the shipping dock. Of course. Another question is: Is it the Millennium Falcon, or is it just one of the YT thirteen hundreds? I think it's the Millennium Falcon. Me too. Yeah, I like to think so. The head cannon, like who would have been flying it? Do we not? Do we not know? Whoever owned Pro- it before, probably Lando. He would have been like a baby. Eh. At that point in time, he'd have been like five. Because when we see him in Solo, 
which is he is pretty young. He is about the same age as Han. Maybe his mid twenties, late twenties. He's about the same age as Han. So it would have to be maybe it's his dad. Yeah, I'd say it's maybe it's his dad or whoever his dad bought it off of. Yeah, would, would he still have control assuming, of Cloud City at assuming, that point? No, no, because yeah. he didn't have Cloud City until after Solo. Okay. Yeah, he wanted like a gambling debt, didn't he? Or something yeah. like that. I don't know. But uh, whoever he got it from could be the pilot in the movie. But it, it's a Millennium Falcon. But if you it, zoom in really close, it's actually Jar Jar Binks flying Millennium Falcon. Dude, it, Dark t- Lord Jar Jar Binks too. Oh, I knew it was gonna happen. I don't. I don't Bro, care I've for heard, Sith I've Binks. Heard, why? <laughs> it's just a funny theory. Anyway, um, Brady, what about you? Who's your favorite character from this movie? Probably Anakin. Why? Um, even as bad as the lines were, the lines are pretty bad. <laughs> they're not as bad as the second movie. No, but they're pretty bad. I um, hate sand. It's I, coarse and it gets everywhere. I think Hayden Christensen, aside from his performances, Vader and Kenobi, really like came into the role. As <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just that. That moment is so much funnier when you actually stop and think because he's like in the middle of a conversation. She's like, I just love the beach. And he's like, I hate sand. (laughs) It's like someone's like, like, man, I just love the forest. He's like, I hate trees. I just hate them. In his defense, he grew up on a planet that's just nothing but sand. It's true. Sand would be a pretty big reminder of just nightmare memories. Yeah. Or the dune sea. Yeah. yeah, but has he? Has he, he almost got ran over in the Dune Sea. You'd think he would like check out a regular sea and be like, "Hey, this ain't too bad, actually." It's true, but it's not the Dune Sea, which is made of sand. Yeah, just imagine one endless beach. Every time you go over, no, dune, I know, you but you would see you an would ocean. Think that, that, that then he would love beaches. Dude, Tatooine gives me nightmares. I I can understand Anakin's pain. It's valid. Dude, I love Tatooine. I hate Tatooine. I love, I love Tatooine. I, I would hate Tatooine. I I love Star Wars. I'm tired of seeing three suns. I'm tired of seeing sand. Period. And and sand. There's. Other... I'm tired of the desert planets. I I am too. Corban is fine, but Jakku and the. Why, why did they... the Burning Man planet? Don't even no thanks. Burning Man. Planet. It's what it is. <laughs> it's literally Burning Man. The 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 planet they find Lando on that they go find whatever the Sith assassin's name is in Rise of Skywalker is yet another desert planet. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah and where yeah. Saw Gerrera like no no it's Lando. No that's that's Rogue One. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but also on a different desert Jedi. planet. <laughs> yeah, another Jedi. unnamed <laughs> different planet. Oh my goodness. Oh, like why, like 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 you're like, okay, fans are tired of Tatooine, folks. We need to make up another desert planet. Someone's like, I've got an idea. Jakku. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually rearrange the letters in Tatooine, it spells can we please stop with the desert planets? It's a cry for help. <laughs> it's so bad. There's so many planets, and just the mid rim and the outer rim, and they're just like, how many have sand? <laughs> how many are all of them? Oh, apparently. apparently. Well, you know, you know what it is. It's the huts. They came in and they stripped the whole planet of anything green, 
That's why they're so rich. I actually really like that headcanon. I'm not going to lie. I know that was like jokey around, but I really like that headcanon. I mean, there is actual canon as to why Tatooine is a desert. Yeah. Because it used to be a... No, because during the Infinite Empire, they rebelled against the Ricotta, and they're like... Ricotta cheese? Yeah. And they're like, screw you, and they turned the planet, which used to be a big, like, Scarif-like ocean world. There were tropical beaches everywhere, and they're just like, okay, desert. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have Vader. It's they, all the Rakatans' fault. Yeah, they glassed it. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the actual lore. Steven's just glad to have another deep lore enthusiast on the podcast again. Yep. Because he knows that I can't keep up with him. <laughs> you really need to read the Tales of the Jedi, my guy. It's just... Not you, gonna happen. I'm sorry. You need to read it so we can have a discuss. Fine, I'll have the discussion with Brady. <laughs> so anyway, my favorite character. Welcome back to no, our podcast. Absolutely with your not. Your host do Steven take, and Brady. Do not take this from me. Well, I have never even special guest Josiah. I'm gonna shut it all down. I can, I'll delete all of it. <laughs> do it. I have. <laughs> Hit you with my Palpatine. <laughs> Do it. Do it. This is why he's my favorite character. Drag me down with your anger. It's okay, Josiah. We'll invite you on occasionally. It's dangerous <laughs> to be left alive. That's pretty good, actually. I'm proud of that. Anyway, um, I'm going to have to go with my boy, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I just... Yeah, he's he's my favorite consistently. I did not know that he did that. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, my mind is blown right what, now. What exactly did you he do? Just, I just angled it. it just, I just like undid it so I. Could I didn't. Move it. I didn't realize that that loosened, so you could adjust the like yeah, tension so on it's the not mic dangling there. You know? Wait, does it, yes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Josiah is discovering how his microphone works for the first time. Yeah, favorite character is Obi Wan. Uh, I think he is just through the basically the entire prequel trilogy, except for one. I think I said Qui Gon for the first one. Because um, it's Qui Gon. I love Obi Wan, and just like I love him more, like after Obi Wan Kenobi, and like looking back and kind of all of like the the way that that the show informs like the classic character and like. Yeah. I feel like he's one of the characters that has been handled best in all forms of media. I think that can be attested a lot to Ewan McGregor's capability of acting. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that he is also a Star Wars fan himself. Yeah. And there is... I think there's... Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes, Verizon guy. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, he is one of the best actors in the franchise. He, Liam Neeson. I, I'd probably say he's probably the best actor in the franchise. Yeah. Cause you've got people like, like Samuel L. Jackson just plays Samuel L. Jackson and everything he does. That's you know, true. I disagree with that. I disagree with that compared to like Samuel Jackson from Reservoir Dogs compared to yeah. Mace Windu. He Mace is... Windu is nowhere near like uh, 
whatever his character's name is in Pulp Fiction. I can't remember what his name is. Though he does like to stick the lightsaber in your face. Well, he's either playing like he's very crazy or like calm and collected in control, and there's no in between. All right, now I'm trying to imagine what how he played the character in um, what's that movie? Quentin Tarant- I think it's Quentin Tarantino. Hateful Eight. The- yeah, the Hateful with, Eight. Uh, with uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. <sighs> he played him very kind of comic collected, but not like Mace Windu is very political. Yeah. Because that's what the prequel trilogy is about. It's about the irony of politics. And the- I mean, yeah, but like when you put him up against like Hugh McGregor, who is like Oscar like level actor. Well, not at that time he wasn't. I mean that's valid, but if we're talking about just like the the actors in Star Wars, I think Ewan McGregor pulls away as. I will say Ewan McGregor can I think pull off more nuance than Samuel Jackson. I agree with that, but I'm not. I don't agree that with uh, Samuel Jackson is just playing himself, but with a that's lightsaber. I, I don't agree with that. Now he's definitely playing himself in Snakes on the Plane, for sure. For, for sure. sure, that's just him casted as himself. I think. I'm trying to think of. There's but, no other like all-star actors in mm-hmm. in Star Wars until we get to Rise of Skywalker or Force Awakens. And that's when we're like go off the rails and with the entire cast is just A-list Oscar actors like yeah. literally the big 3 and the villain are like in Force Awakens you've got Adam Driver Oscar yeah. Oscar level actor. Uh-huh. You've got Oscar Isaac another Honor, yeah. ironically Oscar level actor. Uh, John I think, Boyega was. I think John Boyega is, is really good. He's good, but he was he was just like the actress that played Ray. Like they were picked up for that. Oh role. yeah, they just they like they were not big at all. Like they had done nothing. Boyega was. He got he wasn't real big. He got big after Attack the Block, which is a British movie about like these alien gorilla things. These like neon blue teeth attacking his. Like apartment complex block. So anyway, John Boyega was not famous before Star Wars. Sounds like no, he no, he was not, bro. I've never heard of what you're talking about, and I'm like into movies. He he was he was big before. Anyway, I have an insider in the industry. I mean, even then, like they were new, but Daisy Ridley and John Boyega are both great actors. I don't agree with Daisy Ridley. She's a good actor. She just no, Ray sucks. I mean, I haven't seen anything else she's in, but as far as her acting chops in these movies, she has one expression, and it's just open mouth. I think wide-eyed, uh, open mouth. What the heck's going on? That's you also her- have like you have like Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford, who like I wouldn't put up there with like amazing actors but like mark hamill is one of the greatest voice actors of all time that's true but when you get him on live action he's he's Um, okay i i'll agree with that with mark hamill i will not agree with that with harrison ford yeah harrison ford's an amazing do indiana jones man indiana jones um what's that other one (laughs) i just just haven't indiana jones 2 is the one you're thinking of um, when Harry met Sally, no. um, think of the one where he's in the car, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. He was amazing in Blade Runner. Yeah, that is a quintessential film of anything sci-fi. Of any, yeah, it's the, it created the whole cyberpunk era. 
Yeah. Like now the remake or the the remake the twenty kind of sequel or whatever the sequel slash reboot of it was not that great. On a day on Moss's big break. Anyways, we we were talking about Omar Grecker because of Obi Wan. Well, you know what? He's also in Robots, which is a a robot movie, which kind of is sort of connected to cyberpunk because you know robots. So it all comes back together. What? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Okay, you're you're, you're, right. stretch, you're, you're reaching. So you're this watching. next, I'm reaching with the force. I, I, Reach my, out and. <laughs> my point with Uber Gregor as a as a skilled act, actor is because the way he plays Obi Wan specifically is. Is I can't remember his name right now. Is it Alan Guinness? The, the Alan Guinness. Alan, Alan Guinness. Guinness. Yeah. yeah, he he is, and is very prevalent in Obi Wan and mm-hmm. how he tries to meet Alec Guinness's acting See, style. And that's what sets apart Ewan McGregor from everyone. Else. I agree with that because Ewan McGregor is that level of actor that he's like like Christian Bale. Because you yes. have actors that do what they do very... I think Harrison Ford would fit into that space of, like, he does what he does very, very well. Yeah, you would never but see Harrison Ford really, in a rom-com. Exactly. He doesn't, I mean, when Harry met Sally. But he doesn't really stretch outside of, like, his, like, niche. And he's, like, the best at his niche. Which is fine. Right? It's like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> isn't winning any Oscars. But he's amazing at playing Deadpool, which is just himself. I don't know, man. He's a great rom-com guy. Well, yeah, he's a he great is. actor, but he's not like... But what sets like those people apart is that they can do anything well. Yeah. Like, if you look at Christian Bale in Batman, and then in Amsterdam, and then in American Psycho. And Thank it's like, you. Thank you. And then it's like, oh, you're, you're this is three completely different people played by the same person. Ewan McGregor has that same skill. Yeah. Fine. I will say Ryan Reynolds tends to... It's not really the character type that's been typecasted, but it is his style that's been typecasted. It's 100% like just his like... It's his brand of comedy. Yeah. And he's he's the best at it. He's, he's He's basically the only person doing it, except for Peacemaker. If you watch Peacemaker, Vigilante from Peacemaker was kind of a Deadpool knockoff and he was, he was pretty great. Um, it's like a, a dead John movie. Cena character? No, oh. a different character in the in the movie. John Cena is one of those people that's he's really good at only one thing. That's being like the funny strong guy. Oh yeah, it's like and the if rock. he plays anything else, it's terrible. Yeah, it's just like how the biggest bre- like the Rock's break as an actor was him being CGI'd on a scorpion body. Yeah. And then you know, which I thought as a kid was the coolest thing. It was so cool. <laughs> it was just like that it. is a monster. You never seen the Mummy too? Cool. No. Yeah, but that's Fun why movie. that's why when Brendan Fraser like got all that positive response for the whale, like The Rock made a a very big like statement to it because he got his break because of Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Brendan Fraser, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah, he kind of disappeared off the face here. I uh, there's uh, he was abused. Damn. Sexually, emotionally, financially, yeah. Brendan Brendan Fraser was was torn apart by the industry, his wife, and directors. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's a very sad story. That's why he's overweight and hasn't been in anything. 
I do enjoy the uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth movies. I love those movies. Well, he was in the first one, and then The Rock took over for the second uh, one. Uh, the Rock. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyways. But Josh Hutcherson stayed in for both of them. He did. Old, old, There's little, someone little we don't talk about enough. Josh Hutcherson. I didn't even know his the, name until now. Did you guys see that movie... Um, just knew him as the little boy from Zathura. Yeah, I read an article yet like the other day about Zathura and how that was I, a fun movie. I, I never it was. Put, it was like a year ago when I put together that Zathura was just sci-fi Jumanji. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. I just never. I. It never connected in my brain. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that the, like those movies are in the same universe. Are? Yeah, they're connected. Are they? They are. I didn't know that they were connected. They either. are in the like Jumanji universe. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't. Yeah, that which would make is, sense. I like, thought people it was, are speculating it, that we might get a Zathura remake, which I because of the Jumanji remake. remake. I wouldn't be opposed. I mean, you get Dax Shepard to come back. Like, all he's doing is his podcast now, and so. But I, I loved Zathura. That was a really I good. Really, movie. I really love Zathura. Like Zathura, I think about Zathura all the time. I don't think about it that much, but I, I don't either. It. It's like but the I, the, like, ki- the scene in the kitchen like comes to mind. Yeah, but whenever randomly. I'm like, what's a fun just a fun one off sci fi movie to watch? Zathura. Like, Zathura comes Zathura, to mind at yeah. that point. That was a like great age of movies. Cause like I was it like was. a kid when that came out. Like I like that is just one of those movies that just always existed I, in my head. Have you seen the old Jumanji? Yeah, Robin Williams. Okay, absolutely. Why well, watched that recently? In the yes, CGI, was, absolutely, it's awful. The CGI was bad. Yeah. yeah, and yet it was Robin Williams, and so we loved yeah. it. I'm to this day, I'm terrified of giant mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I had to walk out of the theater when that movie came out. Those monkeys also gave me nightmares. Mosquito- yeah. Mosquitoes? There wasn't a mosquito in the original. That was Journey to the Center of the Earth that had the giant mosquitoes. No, no, there was a giant mosquito in Jumanji. No. I remember uh-uh. because it like no. goes through the windshield. Ah, uh, the mosquito eaters. Yeah. Not mosquitoes. Well, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like proboscis is yeah. through the windshield. I I literally just got like a visceral reaction. <laughs> uh. <laughs> also, like... Yeah, Jumanji messed me up as a kid. The, the, the spiders, why literally he's I wouldn't, like spitting the dice on the board. Yo, with the, spiders. the spiders are terrible. Yeah, I and had it, looking to... back, they're literally, it's literally a ball with like legs. There's no, it's not. Oh yeah, yeah. Because then I watched like I don't like spiders, right? I watched Harry Potter two for the first time, and I'm like watching it, and I'm like I get to that scene, and I'm just like, okay. I got very uncomfortable. I was like, guys. I think I like post on Instagram or something. Like, guys, no one told me there were spiders. Can we just like not talk about Harry Potter? I'm here to have fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> I discovered Harry Potter when I was like 21 years old. Yeah, I discovered Harry Potter when I was like six, and I read the books religiously. And then J.K. Rowling became a piece of duty. Yeah. <laughs> to to put it in a very yeah, case sensitive Harry, form. Harry Potter got me through like like the roughest part of my life. I don't know, like. I just, I was in the, I was like a, I, I need to watch a feel good movie. And someone was like, Harry Potter one's pretty good. And I watched it and I'm like, this is a Christmas movie. It's so great. I love it. I watched the second one. I'm like, oh, this is so good. And I get Harry to, Potter one is a Christmas movie. I get to get the, the, I get to the, I get to the third one. And I'm like, this is so much darker than the first two. And then it just keeps going. I'm just like, these are not fa- like feel good movies anymore. No, no. Steven, do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? 
so so when I so Kinda. when when I here. say when I say Harry Potter, the first two are Christmas movies. When did we start? Stop is, talking about Star Wars. So hold on. Yeah, uh, it uh, is, welcome, welcome to give me two seconds. The it, one that is it our is, Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, when I say those first two movies are Christmas movies, it is it is less because they like have Christmas in them because Die Hard is a Christmas movie because it takes place during Christmas. Whatever, right? Whether you agree or disagree with that statement, that is why people think it is. Nope. Okay? Mm-mm. Harry Potter, I put in that that genre because... All of their robes are like No, because Santa like robes. it is that genre of like feel-good movie. <laughs> like, it's like if Hallmark movies were good, that kind of like, that feel-good movie genre that you generally only find in Christmas movies. Like, you don't normally just see a, like regular movies releasing like in the spring or summer that are just like like heartfelt feel good family films and like that first harry potter save like voldemort's face on the back of a guy's head is like (laughs) is mostly just like a feel good family movie and like i was like in a really bad place and i was like this is what i need right now it was like cold outside curled up with some hot cocoa and watched harry potter for the first time ever and it got like so heavily ingrained in that in that fandom it's a christmas movie no there's a white owl lots of snow there's even a scene where they're dragging a Christmas tree. I will say I did uh I gave we did like we do like a cousin's gift exchange every year and I gave one of my cousins a like matching like beanie and scarf for his Hogwarts house and I wrapped it in like brown parchment with twine and I put the note on it that said like it was the note on the invisibility cloak to Harry and I put the same note on it. it, was, it was, I was pretty proud of myself for that one. Okay. Anyway, back to, back so to Revenge Steven, of the Sith. what's your favorite line? <laughs> back back to what we were actually here to talk about. Not yeah, the magical moments of Diagon Alley being the only exciting part of Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Oh, you just connected that in my head. <laughs> Jesus, my <Christ>. goodness! <laughs> Did he say diagonally? I don't know. Well, it's Diagon Ellie is what he says in the movie, and you said diagonally, and I was like, I'm never going to see it the same again. Thank you. Steven, what was your favorite line in uh, <laughs> Star Wars, The Force Rises, Awakens? Revenge of the Sith. Last Revenge. Re- revenge of the Sith. The Queen Anne's Revenge. I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> I, You know, I don't know. You have to pick one. We will go it's, through. It's hard. We will I was go, looking at the lines in the parking lot. And I'm like, this is so hard. We will go it through. Is we will hard. go through honorable mentions where we can all quote all the lines. There's so many we, moments in this movie. There that are just really perfect. are. We have to. We have to pick one line. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're looking for more of an, like an overarching like scene or thing like happening that's more than moments conversation, we'll get there. Ah uh, yes. I go, oh my goodness. Yeah, because the there's a lot of favorite line. You can also rehash the conversation of what is a moment. Because there's a lot of moments yeah, in this movie that are good too. There that have are multiple lines. Um, Steven keeps coming in here like, well, my favorite scene, and I'm like, that's not what this is, Steven. <laughs> it's not a <laughs> whole scene. It's a line. Well, yeah. Oh anyway. uh, goodness, there's so many. So there's like uh, setting aside all the campy memeable things that Palpatine says during the big duel. Yeah. Um probably when he slowly turns his head, looks at Anakin and is just like not from a Jedi. Yeah. It's just the way he delivered the line. 
he he has such like confidence and just like i've got you you are now my apprentice like you don't know it but i've got you like all it's it's the line where all of his scheming and all of his plans for the last 10 years have like clicked Mm -hmm. and he is he knows when he says not from a jedi he knows he's won yeah that was the final piece he needed to play yep right it's just the best line. So watching Tales of the Jedi with how amazing it does, like, Dooku's turn. Yeah. It makes me wish that, like, I could watch Anakin's turn as a Tales of the Jedi, like, series of episodes. Yeah. Because it would be done so, like, it would be done so much better. Like, it's it's good. But Tales well, of the Jedi we, is, like, amazing. We do amazing. have his, a series of episodes of him turning. It's called the clone wars no i know but in this like <laughs> and it's seven seasons of like seasons i want to I, I i want to experience the same like oh that's how it happened but for darth vader and be like oh he was he was a padawan and like see this story through that lens where yeah. it's it's not it's not focusing on the overarching plot of everything you, yeah because if you, you look just, at your only focus through the lens of the screen is Anakin yeah. and all the events that pertain to him. Because, like in this in this alternate I, universe, I, I I'm guess, talking about I there's no prequel that. trilogy. We're watching the Tales of the Jedi about who Darth Vader was before he was Darth Vader. Yeah, and it's like, oh wow, this is crazy. I, and I and I agree with that because it does a really good job of like showing how Dooku. Like I was saying before we started, is like it shows a good like you can see the gears and him like. There's a flaw in the way a republic works. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shows that in his ideals changing as you watch yeah. these episodes. And and I I, 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 I haven't seen them yet. And that's why I'm not trying to change. Wait, too you much. haven't seen them yet? No. no. You that's didn't watch them this I'm, weekend? That's he I'm said watching he was, them this weekend. That's why I haven't said so a whole lot. Granted, they're only 15 minute episodes, which it's is about very, an hour total. It's yeah. disappointing. It's like watching an episode of regular show. But that's enjoyable anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm guessing it was my turn next. I don't want to be rude. So, Brady, what was your favorite line in Star Wars Revenge of the Jedi Sith? So, like I said earlier, I was in the parking lot, and I had I was going through all of the quotes and lines in this movie. Yeah. I downloaded the script as a PDF. <laughs> um, nice. I didn't even go that far because, like, I just I, I couldn't pick one. There's so many moments and and scenes where they're perfect. Yeah. Like, I really loved when they're on uh, Grievous's command ship and Anakin is like cutting Obi Wan off, off about making fun of R two, and he's like, "I didn't say anything." <laughs> like, There's a lot of yeah, good chemistry yeah. between them in this I, movie. I oh. I I love that. Um, but I have to say, my favorite line is when Anakin goes is uh seeking solace in padme in their apartment or their house or whatever you want to call it because coruscant domiciles are weird penthouse apartment i think they're strange i think so um is uh when he how is it worded it's uh i want more and i know i shouldn't and you see that whole line with him. You can see the whole like confliction of his falling. 
Is this when she's like packing her bags? Yeah, I think so. Let me pull it Is up. Is that from real... Attack? No, that's from Three. It's when he's uh, right before he falls. And he's like saying that Obi-Wan's holding him back. Yes. He's like, uh, the Jedi don't trust me. Oh, and then yeah, she yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. they trust you with your life. And he's like, I know. He's like, I'm not the Jedi I should be. I want more. And I know that's wrong. Yeah. Like, you can still see the light side of him still trying to fight him falling from Palpatine's rotting crutch. Yeah. Or clutch that it is. And I just, I love, I love the do. It's why I love uh, Kylo Ren. Is I love seeing that struggle yeah. visibly. I mean, it's such a well, like we were saying so earlier, is because Adam Driver is an amazing actor, but like Kylo Ren is an amazing character because he encompasses the struggle between the light and the dark yeah. side between one person. He's it, he's literally the like he is he is the good version of Anakin's story. Yes, like he's the he's the like, success, the not child. The fall. He is the succumbs to the dark side through like no fault of his own, mm-hmm. and. But you like you always see he never fully turns. Nope. And I just I loved that I loved that line I loved that scene I loved Hayden Christensen's uh, not verbal acting but his emotional acting yeah. in that scene. Like there was there was a visible struggle in his emotion in that scene and I and I love that. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I'm trying to narrow down because I know it's from their Obi-Wan and, and Anakin's discourse outside the ship. And I don't know if it's you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. That's after their fight. That That's after he cuts his legs off. Well, I'm kind of thinking of this like, <laughs> or like the, like the, I will do what I must. I think it might be, I will do what I must. Cause it's that like, that resolve of you're watching Obi-Wan and like Anakin like Yoda sends Obi-Wan to fight Anakin and Obi-Wan's like I oh, I can't Disney. like I can't take him you say like, that I, line I will do what I must 10 years later he does not do what he must yeah. <laughs> and he had the chance here's the line if you don't mind me saying yeah it's uh something's happening i'm not the jedi should be i want more and i know i shouldn't is the line when he's seeking solace in her because he feels lost sorry go ahead now you're good bro on mustafar yeah i think i think it i think it is um i'll do what i must because it shows that like like that's when because he, he becomes Vader when he... Kills Mace Windu. When he kills Mace. And then he kills the children. But then there's there's still... Like, it feels like it's not quite fully turned until he starts fighting Obi-Wan. Because that is that, like, final, like... Because, yeah, he That's killed the kids. galvanizing moment. But they're still just kids. And they're not... Like, I feel like that was the, like, there is no turning back moment. I feel like killing kids was the no turning back no, moment. Valid. Right. <laughs> like, in, in terms the... of like in terms of like he can't be redeemed. But in in, in like Anakin's terms of like Obi Wan Obi Wan and Padme were his two only he, like relate true relationships. Yeah. They were the only things that could 
ever have hoped to and bring he, him back. Yeah. And he, because he sees Obi-Wan, he instantly thinks Padme betrayed him and instantly turns on Obi-Wan. And in that moment, there is like, he is past the point of no return in his own mind. Like, if these two people don't have my back, then I truly am alone. Yeah. And the dark side is all I have. Uh, yeah, that's the galvanizing moment. It, that's just... I, I agree with that. It was the final push um, to like the to like him redeeming, not like him redeeming himself, but him keeping himself yeah. from turning. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. Um, the line you were looking for prior to "I must do what I must" is only Sith steal in absolutes. Yeah, that's, that's the, when he throws his rope. That off. was the other one, which <laughs> is is one of the <laughs> memeable ones because it is in itself. An absolute. absolute. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> only a Sith deals in absolutes. Um, I want to see the the how it should have been. I was like, I must wait do... a second. That's that's I and can't Obi- get around that. And Obi Wan's like, wait, and then he just like, there's a snap, and he's in black robes, the red lightsaber. He's like, oh my god, <laughs> that's when just some random Jedi that survives the purge just like, then I will do it. I must. <laughs> Looks at Obi Wan, just like it's Jedi Bob from the the. <laughs> It's the Geonos- It's one of the Geonosis Lego sets from like the early two thousands. Was this random Jedi with no like, just like no definitive features, and his literal name on the box was Jedi Bob. Okay, only you would remember this. Yeah, I I read Jedi the Bob Lego there. Star Wars uh, visual dictionary over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> Got to get it fixed somehow. I agree with that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anything to say? Okay, so we got to go through some honorable mentions for lines. Oh my god, this yes. movie. We didn't do it for characters, but I think that's okay because like the the lines in this movie is like one. <laughs> that's that. Those it are is the memes. one of the most memeable movies in the history of cinema. <laughs> yeah, based almost everything Palpatine says has been memed. Gosh, do you guys remember the? I can't remember the song, but it's like the do 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 do, and like whatever is like flying, and then it just repeats as it just goes through like space, and then it zooms out, comes out of the galaxy, that zooms out, comes out of like the local cluster, zooms out, and comes out of like the universe. No. Do you know this meme? No. Oh man. Is it unlimited power though? No, it's oh. when he does his like twirl jump oh. at the Jedi and right as he starts twirling, it just loops the twirl and it just like and he's like flying across Starscapes oh, and out of planet. I know, I know you're talking yeah. about where the dude like falls and it's him yeah. falling through the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's like some guy doing some really weird dive into yeah. one of the canals of the Vatican or something, and they me- they meme that and then it became everything else and one of the best is palpatine going Rah! and then that edits into the music and then it just goes it's amazing uh, oh man <laughs> so that scream is probably my number one most honorable mention i have to yeah that's a that's a good scream i've got to i've got to give an honorable mention to let him dumb my life has left me scarred and deformed. <laughs> Only because I've quoted it on this show. You've quoted it a, a lot. A million times. <laughs> yeah. Um so okay, going back to that scream though, the like the deep lore of it is that it's a force scream. Uh, yeah. And that is why he could kill the other three Jedi Masters so easily. Oh, did he cut them down like they Yeah, were and it's because he hit them with a force scream and being the Jedi at that point in time. They were unused to dealing with dark side abilities, yep. so it took them off guard. 
But Windu, being a master of a pod, he had already like kind of flirted with the dark side through his lightsaber form, which protected him from the brunt of that force screaming. Well, he that was also why... just able to succeed on his saving throw because he's a more powerful Jedi. It's true. They he does were have all like, on the Jedi Council. He does yeah, have like only a plus one of them ten had to will. Speaking lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but Kit Fisto had a whole arc. Kit That's Fisto valid. did have a whole arc. Had a whole arc. Not in the movies. No, but he had it in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Which is still canon. Yeah. You see his apprentice die. Oh, I love Kit Fisto in the Clone Wars. I do. Kit Fisto is one of my favorite. Like, Jedi. Kit Fisto was I'm redeemed sure in the named, Clone Wars. I'm pretty bad. sure I named like, him as my favorite Jedi a while back. Probably, I think you did. Like early on he, I podcast. named him as my favorite. And you, of course, with Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss. Back again. I, but The Seeker. The Scream. Shady's back. That Scream, the Force Scream. Oh. Uh, I, I could see that. That explains, because like, even still watching that scene now, I'm just like, how did he just cut down three of them? He he hit them full force with, with a force, the force Scream. Or it could be... I, could, I would believe that. Yeah. That may, stasis, that, too. That's the, P, that's the... No, it's the Force Scream. Because they like, don't move. Now they move. They stand there like this, and then after he hits them, they're like, ah. Yeah, bad editing. I forget what effects the Force Scream has oh. on you in the Coder game. Uh, I, don't I don't have think, my Switch with me. I don't think it stuns you or anything like that. But no. I think it's, it's a stun. I think it's just pure damage. I think it's damage, and it debilitates your... Sh- it's a stat debilitation, I believe, Maybe. too. Yeah. Anyways. Just like how a choke uh, lowers your con. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, and then every other line he has in that, just Palpatine's lines. Yeah, his laugh when, when uh, he like lightnings Yoda into the wall. Just like his like weird. Back of the throat, but top of the palate, cackle. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the, what is it, Gretel, the witch from Banjo and Kazooie. Yeah. Oh, man. Dig that Oof. out of the grave. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> um, I, I will have to agree. With you. Uh, I, I'm not, uh, Palpatine's, all of Palpatine's, like, do it. Yeah, Strike yeah, yeah. Me down. Do the it. amount of times I, I quote, do it, like, me too. Do it. Say it all the time. Do it. I am the Senate. Yep. Yep. You know, power. Unlimited, unlimited power. Don't kill unlimited. me. Don't let him kill me. Good. Good. Lord Vader. 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 Uh, my, honorable ma- my, my honorable mention is uh, the just... James Earl Jones is just no at the at the no. yeah yeah dude it's so it's so strange it, it's it is it's so strange it's proud of me is she safe Palpatine's no. grin Palpatine's <laughs> grin in that scene when he's just like it seems in your <laughs> anger you killed, killed her it can't be no, no. <laughs> that that I don't know if you guys have ever watched any of like the Lego Star Wars movies they're like. They're like thirty-minute shorts that have been like released over the years. Um, they're not like affiliated with any like streaming network or anything. They're just like these random like straight to DVD shorts, and that the the no is one of the most memed lines. The no is also a robot chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vader gets stuck in the. T- 
toilet. Yeah. And he's like pressing the buttons on his chess console. One of them is just like, ah! and he goes through all the different uh, sound effects. Yeah, I, that that's one of my honorable mentions. The other honorable mention is um, when uh, when uh, Uma McGregor and when he's like trying to make a slide joke about R2 and he's just like, no loose wire jokes. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Don't say, I didn't say anything. Yeah, that chemistry <laughs> is so good. Yep. Gosh, oh, man. I, I do. I want to see more Vader. Like I, I see no reason that we couldn't have a Hayden Christensen and Sam Witwer in a live action. Force Unleashed would work so good as a miniseries. I think you're reaching again. No, I'm not. It would work you're so reaching. well as you're, a miniseries. You're, you're, it, why is it that every time... You never reach when I'm not here, but when I'm here, you reach. I don't know. You reach so bad. Like, you, were like, you introduced me to like deep lore Star Wars. And oh, like that's what it is. Theories and speculation <laughs> and all of that. Because like, I was a Star Wars fan for a long time, and then I became like a Star Wars nerd when, when I got me. into like KOTOR and... And all of that, and like you started teaching me about like all the, like the Mandalorian lore. And, oh man! And so like that's when I got into like the deep lore stuff. Where now I am like an above average like in knowledge Star Wars. Fan. But he won't read Tales of the Jedi because I just man. don't read comics. Yes. I just never have. You can uh, they 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 have them all stored digitally now. I I know I don't have I don't take the time to like be Steven and like have to physically find them. <laughs> Hey, I went through a lot of trouble to physically I, find I, them. He bought two copies. eBay so sell is not one. a lot of trouble. <laughs> I googled days. them, and they came up in the like the third entry. It was a lot. Okay, it is a lot. Yeah, going through comic shops and I did do that. I've done that several times. I still need the first uh, trade paperback for a the Knights of the Old Republic comic mm-hmm. series. I have the other, and I need the fifth one. I need the first and the fifth volume. But the fifth volume is a crossover where I don't know whether it's like Vader goes back in time or if a character goes forward in time. See, I told Vader becomes part of the story. <laughs> I told you we uh, we still tangent because we have reached rap time and we haven't even talked about moments yet. Yeah. Eh. That's okay. But anyway, Steven... What's your favorite moment? So my favorite. Okay, so I want to I want to define moment real quick. So okay. moment, a moment in these in in these <laughs> discussions is, it's not a certain like scene or shot. It is a. It can be anything as small as like, a thing that like a thing that happened an event, or it can be like I think my favorite moment for. Scene. Dude, I've had this one. I've had this one set from the moment I saw so, that list. So, so moment is it can be like, uh, so like so my my favorite moment from this movie is the Battle of the Heroes. It is Obi Wan versus Anakin from when Obi Wan steps off that ship. Like when you see the shot of Obi Wan like standing in the and you see like his silhouette in the ship, right? And then to Obi Wan walking away, like that is my favorite moment in in this movie. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of give you an idea of like it can be. I, 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 mine, mine doesn't change. All right. So Steven, what's your favorite moment from Star Wars <laughs> Episode Three? Oh my. This goodness. is gonna cut in right here. So. Oh goodness. You better send me the unedited version. Uh, I want to hear you be racist. Yeah. I want to archive that. So, man. I'll, I'll clip it for you. I'll just shove it on my Google. I Drive. I, I don't know. 
if it is one of the lightsaber fights or if it's one of the more like dramatic yeah one of the more dramatic like like story illuminating because like that conversation between uh anakin and palpatine when anakin's just like it's you you're the dark that's yeah. such a good like in, moment. The, in the hallway yes and and, and palpatine's just like yes i can feel your anger i can feel your hatred makes you stronger you want to use it and he's like begging with him like use me use me to save the one you love and anakin's just like what is happening yeah <laughs> i think it's so good a joke i want to make but like, then do it this is why it's so difficult for me because that fight between palpatine again like all of my stuff this whole conversation is related to palpatine because he is the best part of this movie. I mean, I think it's fair. Well, I think though. we all like kind of hover around our favorite characters. Like, yeah, mine's, Obi-Wan, like, mine's been Obi Wan for a lot of these conversations, and my favorite like, lines and moments, like that fight between Palpatine and Yoda. Like, you can see Yoda's strengths when he duels Dooku, but you really see them on like full display when he duels Palpatine. Yeah, and it's just like it's when you realize like all these other Jedi are rather weak compared to Yoda. You have Windu who's pretty strong. And then you have Yoda. And I don't know. I mean Windu Windu uh, yeah, Windu would have Windu would have killed him. Cuz it, well it's the question of did did Palpatine throw the fight to get to Anakin? I don't think he did. No. I think he had already gotten to Anakin. Okay, then Mace Windu is a stronger duelist. Well, it's definitely. It's also because of the pod, too. You have yeah. a lot a lot of, uh, like, specifically in that moment, like, the lightsaber can conduct the lightning, but that was also because of, like, his use of a pod. Yeah, no, it's definitely, in terms of facing off with Palpatine, Mace Windu was way more suited than Yoda. Am I close enough now? I don't know why I want to like clip that. Just, yeah, you can tell by the way I use my ball. <laughs> <laughs> Am I close enough? Yes. And then you've got Yoda, but when you see Yoda, I think it's called Tutankhama. Tutankata. Tutankhama. Uh, are you talking about when he absorbs it yeah. in his hand? Yeah. You can I don't do think that he has one. a name. Yeah, it does. It does. You it's can Tutan... use it for lightsabers too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's Tutankhamun. Tutan. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. I know. I know. It, I've I know. It up and I'm pretty sure it doesn't have a name. It does. I, I know. Uh, Bastila's daughter uses it in the co- one of the Kotor trailers when she like grabs the lightning, or not the lightning, the lightsaber. Bastila's, Bastila's daughter. About Bastila, is it her granddaughter in the Co and not Kotor? Uh, the old Republic. Old Republic. The the MMO. Oh, you're talking about Satil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she yeah. like grabs one of the lightsabers when she's fighting. I think that's Bane. No, it's not Bane. It's uh, uh, Malgus. Malgus. Yeah. Yeah. The second trailer. Yeah. Um, when they're fighting in the forest, she okay, she does okay, that. Okay, okay. She, I think trailers called. So, Hope. Okay. Tutanimus, Tutaminus is an umbrella title used by the Jedi Order to classify force abilities related to energy absorption. Yep. Not necessarily force lightning, but just kind of. Energy. energy absorption as a whole. Ah, okay, yeah. I was mixing that name up with the Tukata. Yeah. Which are the little dark side dogs on Corbin. I, no, yeah. I was mixing that with Tutankhamen. Okay, yeah, uh, I think it is the fight. Like, the, the 
the exchange between Palpatine and Anakin is great. Mm-hmm. And it's a great moment. But the fight between Yoda and Palpatine. And that tiny little exchange between Yoda and Palpatine before they actually duke it out. That's great too. Because it's just like... Like, you fooled Yoda. And he's coming in here essentially admitting like, you got me. But now... I'm going to get you. And then he does it. <laughs> I I like when, uh, this is not my favorite scene, but honorable mention of that is when uh, he like walks in and he like throws those two guards like up, up against the wall. That was great. I remember yeah. the, the entire theater just like burst out laughing at that. Yeah. I was like, okay. I thought it was like ridiculous when people were dying laughing at the very beginning of the movie when Grievous' ship starts to go down mm-hmm. and it nose dives into the atmosphere and you have like the ship and all the droid parts like falling and they all pile up and then you see uh kind of a callback to uh dagobah when r2's little uh camera yeah. eyepiece comes up out those little periscope comes out and, like people just like it was the funniest thing to them like it wasn't that funny i mean it makes sense given the context but like it's i don't see it as like humorous but people and the, but then at this point they had the same reaction I was like okay that was pretty funny because yeah. those guards just got they got screwed yeah yeah they did not stand a chance and they tried they tried but reminds me when i uh went and saw empire strikes back and luke and leia it's... kiss and i was like you in the theater and everybody started laughing. I was like, "Ew!" <laughs> oh man! But, but I love, uh, I, I love. See, that is, I love movie theater so much. I think, I think Yoda, Ugh. I think Yoda quit. You think he quit in that? Fight? I think he quit in that. I think he quit halfway through that fight. I would agree. I think he he no. saw just how much fun Palpatine was having, mm-hmm. and Palpatine didn't care. He was destroying that entire senate room and i think yoda realized at that point like it, it wouldn't matter if this room was full of senators right now or not palpatine would still be doing this mm-hmm. I, I i think he gave up and it, i think that's when yoda's just like i'm done we lost we lost this a long time ago yep he realized they were defeated but he's a coward I think Yoda's a coward. I mean, yeah, he straight up ran away. Yeah, like, like. Well, I think it's a smart because at that point, I think it's more of a like a strategic retreat. It's a strategic retreat in the sense that it's like, okay, if I die here, is then... it is it really a strategic retreat in like the sense of uh, I don't know, you know, half of the Jedi, the, like ninety nine percent of the Jedi has just got all murked at once. So really, that much? I would say it's less. I think it's a testament to himself that he's one of the ones that survived. I think he survived because he's a coward. I mean, he had to fight his way out of Kashyyyk. I think when he left that Senate room and his cloak fell on a broken piece of Senate chair. As he was a definitely fall, a broken man. As a fallen, like as an, an homage to like paying tributes to a fallen warrior, mm-hmm. he fled like a coward. I do not like Yoda. I do not. I think Yoda was defeated morally, but out of anybody that could have killed the Emperor in that moment in time, who is on equal level, Yoda could have done it. 
Well, that's what I like. What I've always said, because like not knowing as much about the deep lore and stuff, I don't. I've never thought of Yoda as being a more powerful duelist than Mace. He's not. No, but they not. Like, Mace, I don't I think, think one of the I only people who could actually could have Yoda. won that fight. They were equal in force ability. They 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 both weren't exceptionally strong duelists. Like I mean, Sidious is a strong duelist. Not as much as Windu was, or well, Anakin. Yeah, of course, not as much as Windu or Anakin, but still. I think Yoda could have held his own with dueling, but they lost their sabers halfway through that fight. Yeah. And it was just a force battle at that point. Yeah, which is also part of what makes it my favorite moment, is that uh, yeah, it is not... only true, like, force battle we see in the whole franchise. It, it is. Because, you know, they're sitting there, like, throwing the chairs and spinning them and throwing them at each and other. Lightning and Uh-huh. I think Yoda... I, I, I know Yoda was defeated, because they had lost that, but they had lost the battle. You know, everybody had died. His lack of foresight failed in seeing everything. But I, I really think he fled like a coward. I really do. That's why his like fallen cloak was the homage to like you know when you bury a samurai sword in the ground or something. You know, yeah. you know the fallen, the fallen warrior type thing, marking a grave. Yeah, I texted you about this last time I watched Revenge of the Sith Josiah, like a year and a half ago. <laughs> it was like three o'clock in the morning. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Yoda's a coward. Yeah, I was like, "Yoda's a bitch." Like, I, I, I just I have very strong opinions about Yoda, especially considering everybody wants to call any other person of his race a Yoda. Yeah, uh, like I said, Yoda's race is. Uh... They're not very good leaders. No. Now, what's the canonical ending of... The Starforge being destroyed is the canonical ending of mm-hmm. Coda, right? Yes. And the Republic winning. Yes. So I guess in that sense, the canonical ending, Vandar is a decent leader. Um, but uh, if you're me and you like to uh, cheese the dark side options, then uh, Vandar is a massive failure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but even then it's still it's easy to like in that game like when you're on Dantooine and you, you're talking to the council any time every time no matter what your dark side light side points are no matter what your persuasion is or your force persuasion is if you choose an, a lie option i think it always succeeds huh i've never had one fail well, I think so because that's like in the video game sense. That's when you're kind of truly choosing your alignment, because sure. it, because it's always like it's always very obvious of like you're like I, yes, I will uphold the the Jedi like ways, and then the other options like oh yeah, for sure, and it's like this is a lie. <laughs> I think it's funny that like even canonically like in the after that after uh like in between kotor one and kotor two like him and bastila canonically get married do they yes uh-huh and some of the and and uh some of the like side story books they're together like they i have I, an apartment on coruscant i know the Yoda guy or no revan revan and uh, revan and, and bastila. i know i knew that but we were the pronoun game and we were talking about the the yoda guy and, and i know that in kotor two when you are on Corbin, there's the one room that's like next to impossible to break that's into. Why there's no 
it's more of an Easter egg thing. Okay, okay. okay. And depending on your choices and whether you're female or, or a male, male. Uh, it will determine and and when certain conditions are met, the Easter egg in there is a hologram. It's a hollow recording of Bastula where she's like, I have to go find him. He left to go find something after the Starforge. And I have to go after him and find out where he is and what happened to him. And it strongly suggests that they were a couple. Yeah, yeah, so. they they are. And and uh, through the, through the deeds of the Starforge being destroyed, uh, the council recognized like their emotions and their bond, and that like to begrudgingly that emotions can be used for the light side too. Actually, if you read the Tales of the Jedi comics. That era of the Jedi Order allowed Jedi to have like full-on families. They could be married, have kids. Their kids could be Jedi. Look at they that. can marry other Jedi. They can marry non-Jedi. They can have homes. Away from the temple. Away from the temple on whatever planet. And whenever they were needed for a mission, they'd be the Jedi Council would call them and say, Hey, we need you for this mission. And they'd go on the mission like it was just a business trip yeah they just leave their home yeah and then they would come back and like the main character of this uh nomi sunrider like one of the like the first pages of the first of the beast wars of onderon which is the first in the whole tales of jedi series she's just like i hate it when he leaves on mission i don't know if he's coming back and it's very much that sentiment of like a cop's spouse or a soldier spouse like i hate it when they have to go go on tour or i hate it when they go to work to go you know, give out tickets. I don't know if they're coming home for dinner or not. Yeah. And that was very much the sentiment. And as a result, Nomi Sunrider was just like, I don't like the Jedi. I don't like lightsabers. I want nothing to do with it. I want my husband and I want him to be at home with him, with me and his daughter. Look so. at that. They, they were onto something and then they're just like, you know what? Throw it in the garbage bin. And then it was about the time of Darth Bane. A thousand years before the movies, the Jedi's were more like altruistic warlords. They were like military leaders who controlled regions of space. And they were like King Arthurian lords. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Anyways, back to the favorite scene. What's your favorite moment, Josiah? What's your favorite, what's your favorite moment? No, we, what, what's your oh, favorite? no, we did talk about yours. Did I, did I miss yours? What's your favorite We moment? haven't talked about his yet. Oh, okay. His Why was the whole fight. Battle of the, the, of the Heroes. Oh. Okay. Obi-Wan versus Anakin. Oh, you were using yours as, as a, an as example. example. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. My favorite moment in Revenge of the Sith stays in my head rent-free. Nice. And it is the... Obi Annie spin in the fight of the Duel of the Heroes or the Battle of the Heroes when they both mirror each other mm-hmm. and with the Obi Annie spin and then they both try to force push each other. Just, oh yeah. Oh man, it's, chemistry is so so mm-hmm. nice. Well, because you see in that moment like they are like master and apprentice. Oh, yeah. like they yeah. are like yeah. It's it's just so good, it's man. So good. It, that scene, just that scene, man. Like them both doing the Obi Annie spin at the same time, and then they both try to force push each other. See now in that scene, do you think the reason neither of them, because they're both so open to a, just a simple slash? Oh yeah. Do you think it's just like 
neither of them take that chance because they're just not at that point in the duel yet where they're ready to actually kill one another. I don't think Obi-Wan is. Uh, yeah. Obi-Wan is not in that at that point until he, he has the high ground and he gives Anakin the option to to give up. And he only kills Anakin out of necessity. Thinks, he doesn't kill him, thinks, but... Thanks. In his mind, he kills Anakin out of necessity. Why he would leave him there to suffer and burn alive I would is just force, beyond Yeah, that me. was a dirty... I would just force push him into the lobby and be like, shh, good night, sweet child. <laughs> that's, that's a little dark. Oh, I don't just, know, lava's pretty bright. It's like burning. And just, yeah. And not then, when it not when it globs over you. Uh, yeah. yeah. As your eyes begin melting. <laughs> it gets all dark then. Oh. Yeah. Um but that that's my that's my favorite moment. Um there's a lot of good moments in in Revenge of the Sith, but it just that chemistry between Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, that was not a I, I am wholly convinced that that was not scripted. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that that was something that they just did. Like, like there was probably another type of slash or move that was scripted, and they just been doing it together for so long, and you know they they have such good chemistry. It's just perfect. Yeah, I see it. Guys, I believe it. It's so good. I believe it. It's so good. It lives in my head all the time. I'll think about it for like a, a night yeah, and a half. Go watch Obi Wan. Yeah, go watch the show again. Just the. I want to watch Revenge of the Sith now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I want <laughs> yeah, to go home too. and I want to go home and see that and see them do the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might just go watch Battle of the Heroes. I might just go watch that. No. Nah, you gotta nah. watch the whole thing. You gotta watch the whole thing. I don't have time. No, you do. You you make the time. You make yeah. You make time. Okay. Well. Okay. In that case, it? I have to leave now, and um, I'm gonna go watch the whole Revenge of the Sith. There you go. And we're done. Make sure what time is it? Because you got your Halloween party. I. That got canceled. Um, so, I don't have a time limit anymore. This might turn into two episodes with how long we're going. Um, we've got we've got enough time to it's, finish up. It's uh, 7.01. Yeah, we got enough time to finish up. We didn't get into like 5.15-ish, 5.10. Anyway, um, the last question we ask is kind of in a, like, how did this... Oh yeah. Property impact Star Wars. Not gonna lie, I forgot like, about what this did it, question. What did it mean for Star Wars? How did it change Star Wars? And like, what do we have now as a result of this property? The Clone Wars. We have the Clone Wars. I think the success of this movie, and the fact that it opened so strong on a battle, like a big major con- confrontation. I think it was like people was like I want to see more about the actual Clone Wars. Yeah, because like Clone Wars came out to oh eight three years later. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Uh-huh. No, I would I would say like that's probably the biggest thing we got out of this movie was people wanted to go back and see the war the war that led up to this movie. Which like how long the Clone War? Three so, years. Three years. Three and a half, I think. Yeah, is more accurate. A lot of war crimes. <laughs> On both sides. A lot of war crimes. Keanu Mundi deserves to be drawn and quartered. He deserved what he got. He did. I, remind me what Keanu Mundi did. I don't uh, he remember. used flamethrowers. After World War II, flamethrowers were deemed an inhumane yeah. weapon. And using use of them is a war crime. Well, this was a long, long time ago. So um, the... 
All guns in Star Wars are based off of old modeled guns. This is yes. valid. He also ordered the death of unarmed enemy combatants. Yep. Uh, same episode as the flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. There's just a bunch of unarmed Geonosians, and he's just like, shoot them down. This is in Clone Wars? Yeah, and they were like trying yeah, to flee is, too. This is a side story. It's not in yeah. Clone Wars. No, this is. A, was it? This is the one with the, the, I think, the worms that take over the clones. That's they're, right. They're running out of the caves. Oh, I hate that episode. I mean, and it's good, but I hate it so much. It's one of the it's one of the episodes that leads up oh, to like to that. the actual war. worm episode. It's like the one one or two before. But there's a bunch of Geonosians trying to fly away, and he orders the clone troopers to shoot him. Yeah, and it's just like Kiati Mundi is objectively evil. Yeah, he's a monster. He really is. And, and it's funny Dang. considering they made him so like so evil when like the whole reason Kiati Mundi was made as a character was to uh sh- to like represent the irony and how the like Jedi Council was flawed and being in politics. Yeah, because when you when you see him and he's talking and all that his demeanor is very calm very serene he's very like you would think oh he's just the nice old man until he burns you half alive with flamethrower and then leaves you to suffer a slow death yeah he doesn't even kill you or shoots you in the back as you try to run away unarmed yeah no and then you realize how much of an evil monster he is i did not feel bad for kiati mundi dying on that bridge and getting shot down i did until the clone wars came out and i saw that recontact i didn't really like kiati mundi however plo Koon deserved better he did plo Koon uh should have been one of the survivors he he deserved better than being shot down in a ship like that by one of like by the wolf squad yeah like come the on the fact man. that wolf is one of the one of like the surviving clones yeah of the three i think it's, is wolf the one we see wolf, on screen it's, in it's the movie? wolf rex and gregor uh no it's another of wolf i don't think it's wolf specifically yeah because i mean they didn't get at least as far as i'm aware wolf and i don't even think wolf was like a, a character no, in, no until it was, the Clone Wars. But, neither was Rex. It was, but I don't think clones even got like their very unique stylized. No, they had the armor. colors. Yeah, I know they had the had, colors. Yeah, you had the like, colors at least because you had the five hundred first. You had, uh, but I don't think they had their like wolf. You know, he had his twelfth. He had Cody. a stylized wolf on his helmet, and I don't think clones clones in any of the movies had that kind of stylized, very personalized. No, they didn't. They uh, didn't have like the crazy markings that they did, like Echo or Jesse or anything yeah. like that. No, so no. But that's why I wonder. Like, was it Wolf? Was or it not? intended to be Wolf, or did they take that clone that shot him down? Was that actually like, Wolf? Did they go like the clone that shoots down? We'll make that Wolf. And yeah, they, that's what I'm wondering. That's just that's just makes it even worse when you think about it. Does because Plo Koon deserved better. He was like the one Jedi Master that like was like you are more than just tools yeah, of yeah 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 if there was a jedi master who could redeem the jedi order it was plo Koon. it would be plo Koon. yeah, yeah. plo and qui-gon kind of together in yeah that. oh yeah yeah qui-gon absolutely was a little more i would have loved to have seen qui-gon lead a, a squad of clones I yeah th- i think they would have been a lot like how anakin did it the 501st just that's the thing is like Anakin's brashness reminds me of Qui Gon because while Qui Gon was wise, he he was he was a maverick. He he would he like was. he was a very he was very against the rules when they needed to be broken. Yeah, or not like he was for breaking them. 
Um, as far as what I think this movie brought to Star Wars, um, like Steven said, the Clone Wars, uh, I think it, for me as a fan and a consumer of Star Wars, it kind of brought, until Obi-Wan came out, I haven't really felt the same feeling until Obi-Wan, but it kind of brought everything together. Yeah. You know, because Obi-Wan was that final piece that we were kind of missing in between yeah, yeah, yeah. Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. But, like, this was the final piece of going into Luke and yeah. everything happening in the in the original trilogy. So this was the final. It, it kind of, it was the final book in a series. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed, yeah. you know, I can now sit down and watch one through six and I can get the Skywalker saga because yeah. I'm sorry, seven, eight, nine is not Skywalker to me. Yeah, I think that's valid. It's not. It's Ray, and Ray isn't Star Wars. No, she's not. And we're not even going to talk about the whole, uh, you know, uh, Palpatine inseminating Shmi with the four. I don't care. You guys didn't hear about that? No, yeah, no, we yeah. talked about oh, it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's awful. Uh, he's he's forced daddy. He's yeah, he's, he's forced daddy. Oh god. No, Anakin is an allegory for Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, always has been. <laughs> I mean, I do, I do, I won't say that. I, every I do hero like, in every movie is an allegory for Jesus Christ. That's not true. Yeah. I do like the idea yeah. though. That that's not true. Palatine, I'm a little biased. <laughs> that's not true. Thor is not an allegory for Jesus Christ. Iron Man's not. Thor is very rarely the hero in anything he's in. Thor is always the hero. He's he, Thor. He's never. He's very rarely like the hero. A lot of times, if you break it down to like real storytelling, it it ends up being someone else in his story. Yeah. Like who? Thor is usually the one who messes it up in the first place. Exactly. But but okay, but that doesn't like, mean he's not the hero. I don't know. It's. In Ragnarok, it's Loki. In Ragnarok, it's Loki. No, in, uh, because it's Loki who makes it's Loki, or it's uh, or it's Valkyrie. Well, it's Loki. I would say it's Loki because Loki's the one who makes the truly selfless decision when he puts the dude's skull in the Eternal Flame. That was because Thor told him to. Yeah, but he he had the opportunity to not to to go his old ways of self interest actions. But he chose. Well, that doesn't make him the hero. Because like in, in, in Infinity War, that makes War. him a hero to himself. Mm. Uh, I would say it makes him the hero. No, get out. I think I think it was that, the that was Loki's turn, that, that was his everyone. turning point. Yeah, that's when he became a truly a good guy. I think Dark World was when his turning point started. When it started, but I, Ragnarok was the true like. Yeah. Because he was still selling Thor out yeah. through most of Ragnarok. Yeah. Anyway, but like in Infinity War, like Thor is the villain. Meh. He is the villain. Meh. Thanos, Thanos is, is obviously the villain. Thanos is Again, the BBEG. If you look at if you <laughs> look at bag. if you look at hmm? storytelling, Thanos is the protagonist. And Thor is the antagonist. He is literally the villain. I think this is this is a matter of perspective. Yes. From a certain point but of view. From a certain point of view, erasing <laughs> half of the existence and of life in the universe is I guess a protagonist main character goal. Well, again, but that doesn't make he could easily have just made a planet of infinite water with the infinity gauntlet and oh look, 
The universe's water needs are solved. Arg- <laughs> Balance. Arguably, that would <laughs> would that take? Because like it obviously took a lot of power and like damaged him and the gauntlet itself. Was this the most energy efficient way to save the universe? No. No. I think just create eliminating fifty percent of all living things in the universe takes way more energy than. Creating a planet full of plants that just endlessly grow fruit. Well, it's like it's like you, this. This ceases to exist. It it is it is a Thanos's ideology wasn't balanced in the sense that like food or water was running short. It's that there was too many living creatures. He was effectively racist in the sense of everything. He was Hitler. There was too many people living, so to balance that i now must erase half of the universe's living creatures you're saying that thor is the villain because he's trying to stop thanos from I mean, erasing again, half the people again it's perspective when it comes to like storytelling perspective like storytelling devices he says, i'm the nazi in the way yeah. the in the way the story is laid out no, like no, thanos is the I main character thor is definitely the failure oh completely he failed and I'll agree with that. But Thor he's is not definitely a, a failure, but that doesn't make him a villain. Okay. All of this goes to say, I don't even remember how we got on this topic. <laughs> um, I'm just, we I'm were just talking about the sequel that you trilogy. think Hitler is a protagonist. Oh my god. It depends. <laughs> Nazi! It depends on the storytelling, like the way the story is told. Okay, so if I told a story in a way that made Hitler, who wanted to kill all the Jews because he was Jewish and painted him in a semi-relatable light, he would become the protagonist and thus not the villain? In that story? No. Yes. No. No. This is how storytelling works. Storytelling works that way, but morality and subjectiveness I didn't say anything about morality and subjectiveness. I literally just took an ethics class. I can talk all day about morality. Okay, well, then Thor's (laughs) not the villain in morality. But storytelling... This isn't going anywhere. Anyway, (laughs) what were we talking about? The legacy of this movie. What what did it do for Star Wars? You said something that got me on that tangent. Well, what do you think, Jose? I think this... So, Revenge of the Sith showed us the, like, to this day still, the peak of light live-action lightsaber combat. Yeah. This is, yeah. to this day, still the greatest. This is, this is the standard for, I would even go as far to say, like, sci-fi melee combat. Like, you really don't see, because most sci-fi is all blasters, right? But Star Wars, like this movie showed us like what, like we have Clone Wars because we have Revenge of the Sith and the way that like the, the lightsaber, some of the greatest lightsaber fights in all of Star Wars are in the Clone Wars because they're stylized off of Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Like the, one of the greatest lightsaber fights in all of Star Wars is Ahsoka vs. Maul. At the very right? end. Yeah, and that Mandalore. one. Because like early. Oh, I forgot to plug in my. Though that's not the best lightsaber early, duel. Early, uh, early Clone Wars was very, was very cartoonish. Was very like lots of jumps, lots of flips. Like they were literally like doing like all the the Jedi jumps and everything. 
but as it went on and they kind of like refined that like i've i've like Ahsoka vs. Maul is one is like the pinnacle of like the Clone Wars lightsaber combat. Because he has a double bladed lightsaber, so his style has to be extra. Exactly. Because he. But it's still more. It's like it's it's grounded in a in like a a good way. Yeah. Not in the way that like oh, the original. I would say were the best duel is Kenobi vs. Maul in Rebels. Oh my god. The 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 uh f- the faint he does and then the cut through yeah yeah he faints and he I, uses a Qui Gon move right there and I would say it's the best because it it's so simplistic and it's so realistic he's being he's being serious yeah oh yeah no he's being serious yeah. Steven's being serious right now as somebody who's oh, a competitive sword fighter for. Umpteen years. You were a competitive sword fighter. Thirteen years. Yeah, I, I was a competitive fencer for thirteen years. Oh, fencing. Okay. So, so then you can respect Liam Neeson bringing actual sword fighting skills to yes. the Jedi table. And so, like the simplicity of like, he lured in his opponent. Fainted. He made a feint, and then he went for the one the the hit that was a surefire like this will get you, and it got him. Like it, it's so it's so well done. And when you see Kenobi like change his stance, yeah, to, and Maul to, is to just like, uh oh, and Maul's just like, uh oh. As he was charging in, he couldn't stop. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like, oh, well, that's that. That's why, like, when he was down on the ground, he like wasn't defeated. Like he knew the best duel, and it's because of how it is. It is definitely not the most fancy or the most like exciting. But in terms of how it's portrayed and like the the gravitas of it within the over the larger scene, it's the best duel. I have no comment. I disagree. It's because you're used to Star Wars lightsaber battles being flashy. Because I grew up with the prequel trilogy. Well, yeah. I mean they were kind of, I mean they were kind of flashy in, in the original trilogy too. I mean like I mean, episode six between Luke and Vader, that's flashy as hell. Like, at some point, he's just swinging wildly. When he's yeah. underneath the stairs, he's not even aiming at anything. Like, he's yeah. just he's just swinging. And he, I don't like the original trilogy lightsaber fights. I, I like them for what the, they are. The one on yeah. Bespin's pretty good. Yes. Because then you can really... That's when you first see Vader's power mm-hmm. with just one-handed, single-blade lightsaber. And he's just like going after luke yeah and he taught he just like does like a simple like it's called um uh an incortata yeah and where he like flips yeah. it he where he like swirls around his blade and when he does the incortata he just like tosses luke off the staircase oh yeah with one hand and it's just like dang vader you strong and he is strong and i just uh, yeah man um i like i, I don't know what the best I still have to say the best lightsaber f- battle for me when I think of it is either Obi Wan versus Anakin at the uh, in the Battle of Heroes, yeah, um, or Ahsoka versus Vader in Rebels. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. On, on the on the Corban in yeah, the Corban yeah, yeah. Temple, yeah, right after. Uh, 
Uh, no, that was Malachor. Was that Malachor? Malachor. Yeah, it was another Sith planet. I was about to say, there's no way that was Korriban. I did I'm not miss sorry. that. So we've Malachor. talked about Korriban. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Korriban yeah, said yeah. like five times. Uh, yeah, it was Malachor and like in the temple, like just her and her double lightsabers and her breaking his mask. A la Kenobi. Yeah. The other half was Kenobi breaking. So the only time people can learn who Vader is is when they break his lightsaber mask. to slice half his mask off. I mean, yeah. Yeah, his identity is pretty well hidden, but aside from, you know. Reva. Yeah. Just knows. Maybe because just, plot. She just somehow knew. <sighs> she had no she reason has to know. She convenience. We, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we talked about this on the episode I was in with Quinn. Uh, yeah, Quint yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... She she just she knew where to go. Like every moment, every turn, she was just like, "Oh, I know where to go. Here, I'll touch this box. Oh, there's a wall there, huh? Let me just touch it." She's a, door she's opens. A, she's the main character of her video game. She's literally she, the main she's character using of Obi Wan. If you want to go from story writing progressive, Reva's the protagonist of Obi Wan. She scans the room. I mean, yeah, yeah. She it she, is. She and is. the secret lever, it it gets outlined in a little. Hovering blue X yeah. says press. Doors <laughs> <laughs> above it. Yeah, it's. What's this? Oh, the door open. Oh, oh, and where does it go? You have like the thermal vision that's like highlights your next hint. There's a little yeah. quest marker that's kind of following it. It's just <laughs> Leia behind, running. It's like, oh, it's behind a wall. There's something like back there, definitely. Yeah, definitely. She has a mini map. <laughs> just shows her the layout of the tunnels. Yeah, knows where to go. I... What games have like the. They actually have like the little glittering trail that actually shows All you where. Lego games. Fable. Yes, Fable. Fable. Uh, I hated the. F- I loved the first one. Fable two was okay. Fable, Fable was three bad. was bad. I like Fable two a little bit. Not not as but, good as. Yeah, Fable they have one. like the little glittering trail that tells you exactly where to walk to mm-hmm. reach your objective. Like that's your that's your like here, follow, follow the, the yellow brick road, Delaya. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's bad, and she somehow beat her there too. That's what that's what threw me off. Yeah, yeah. All right, gentlemen. Good thing. Well, no, Kenobi might actually be. We got Riva because of this movie. Stop. No. <laughs> if it no. wasn't for this movie, we wouldn't have Reva because we wouldn't have the Kenobi show. That's true. That's true. You can all. It all starts there. So no. Do you have? Do you hate Reva some... Josiah? Do you not like Reva Josiah? Wonderful. Any, tell works anyways, R- 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 Reva Josiah. will never be as bad as Ray. That's true. Reva won't ever be as bad as Ray. There is nothing on this universe that will ever be as bad as that cringy final scene at the Rise of Skywalker when she's like, I am a Skywalker. Or oh, I thought you were say, I am inevitable. Yeah, but she no, should have. She she's I a Palpatine. Oh, that's he, right. He says, I am inevitable. She says, I am Iron Man. And then he <laughs> snaps Skywalker. his finger. He snaps his fingers and she blocks it with her lightsabers. Only Thor had a lightsaber in Infinity War. He wouldn't be the antagonist. Yeah, he wouldn't be the villain. But oh wait, sorry. He would. He would need two to cross them. Because without crossing two lightsabers, the Infinity Gauntlet would still have worked. Help. And that snap would have killed everyone. But he unfortunately had a single axe, which was not a lightsaber, and therefore he couldn't defeat 
Emperor of all the Sith. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, Infinity Stones only work in the universe that they're created in. Yep, that's a low-key, that's, that's a good reference. It's a deep cut. Well, I, I've also read the, com- the, the comic arc for that. Oh, well, I haven't. Yeah. I know They also switch the stones. I know that. Yeah. They switch some of the stones like around. Like the colors? Yeah, well, and, they're, and like what they were. Like the Soul Stone actually does a lot more than what it does. Oh yeah, the Soul Stone is criminally underused in the in the MCU. So is the Power Stone. Yeah. Well, the Power Stone is criminally underused. Granted, it's like the only one that actually gets used at all. Barely. Uh, Time Stone is abused more than anything. No, yeah. Yeah, the Reality Stone also. It's more tricks and illusions than yeah. actual shifting of reality. Yeah. Uh, on and on and on and on and on. But uh, Ray is a monstrosity that deserves to be stricken from the record. I mean, I've already stricken the whole trilogy from the record. I you wish I could. To, I'm going to make you rewatch them for the podcast, right? Don't make no. me do that. Not, you don't have to. You're welcome to. He has to. Why do I have to? Because I'm a guest. No, I thought earlier we decided that it was our Oh, podcast. that's right. So just Josiah doesn't have to. I own most of this equipment. Not anymore. Mm. Yeah, that's right. It's our studio you now. You can even use two mics without my equipment. You forfeit all your equipment. No. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's 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 wrap this up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be all we have for this episode on Star Wars. Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wrap this up? No, I think we just went through all our final thoughts. We went through final thoughts and then secondary final thoughts and then all the final thoughts. All the thoughts. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I get you saying it. (laughs) Thrawns. Oh, I don't have any final Thrawns. We don't know the final Thrawn. Brady, do you have any final Thrawns? All right, last question. Who's your fan cast for Thrawn? Benedict Cumberbatch. It's just about to say that. Benedict Cumberbatch. I I think being my best friend we're talking about who can oh, fan no. cast for Thrawn. My 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 cast is Raphine's. Who his who? is his Voldemort. Is... Ugh. Yep. Do you have you seen Schindler's List? So mine yeah, is Benedict he or plays Alan Goth. Mine is Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, or Jude Law. I think Jude Law could pull it off. Jude Law? No, I don't. Ju- I disagree with that hard. Jude Law is in like the Breakfast Club. Jude Law. Jude Law. No, is Jude in... Law is in like everything he's played since then. Jude Law. So Saint Elmo's Fire. I'm thinking <laughs> Doctor Watson and uh, he's oh. Dumbledore. Well, the only also... real villain villainy thing I've seen him in is he, wait, Captain Marvel. Uh, is He's in Captain Marvel. Dumbledore as in um, yes. uh, Fantastic Beasts. Yes. Okay, I was like, nah, he's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Jude, Law, Jude Law, I believe, has been casted for Skeleton Crew, and there's a theory that he's playing Thrawn, and I would be okay with that. I think he can uh, pull it off. Now, Benedict Cumberbatch is the obvious choice for, like, I if, think Raph Fiends. I don't agree Raph with you. Raph Fiends can pull off, like, the stone-cold yeah. calculator. A lot of people can, but Benedict Cumberbatch is built for this role. We've been we have been fan casting Benedict Cumberbatch's Thrawn for years. But yeah, we well, we've also fan casted uh, John Krasinski as Reed Richards and Mister Fantastic. Yeah, and, and his that cameo appearance happened. was awful. Yeah, well, it, it was because it was a cameo appearance, and it wasn't. No, it's because John Krasinski is a flat actor. 
I'm sorry, you winning your stardom as an actor from not having speaking lines doesn't make you a good actor. <laughs> Have you seen him in Jack Ryan? No, I haven't. It's pretty good. In Jack but Ryan. I saw Quiet Place. I saw. Hours? I saw him in the Quiet Place, and hours. I was disappointed in that entire movie. Oh, the picking the nose thing, uh, dude. Just just the movie, the Quiet I actually Place watched, was awful. So I actually John watched Krasinski. the Quiet Place two last night. I fully what believe that. Huh? Was, it, was it good? Was it bad? Yeah, there's not what much it is, more they good. can do with this, the franchise. The monsters are interesting. Do they explain them? Cool. A, they got a huge cast for it. Oh, they're aliens. You got uh, other than that? and Cillian Murphy in the same, like, in this movie with Emily. Like, huge cast for this movie. I, st- I still think John Krasinski is a flat actor. Yeah, they kind of explain him. He's flat. He f- he's flat, man. It's not true. It's he's just, flat. He's, you, he's, go watch 13 Hours. Go watch Jack Ryan. All right, I'll, wa- I'll go watch 13 I'm Hours. I'm waiting for season three, Jack Ryan. I will go watch 13 Hours. I'll go watch Jack Ryan, and I will more than likely 110% so text I, you as a flat-ass so actor. So John Krasinski... <laughs> John Krasinski was the runner-up to be Captain America. Oh, thank and, God! And to yeah, he wouldn't be able to pull it off. To this Captain day, America. if you have seen Thirteen Hours, I, I like when I heard that I was like, "That's weird." He's Jim from the Office. Yeah. But when I saw Thirteen just, Hours, uh, most... I was like, "Oh, he had like." I fully believe John Krasinski could have done Captain America better than Chris Evans. I I know. Uh... Uh... That is my like ultimate you know, hot take. That's on the why MCU. Kurt Russell's son is uh, doing a great job, huh? Oh, Wyatt Russell's like is an amazing actor, but he's not playing Captain America. He's playing U.S. Agent. That's just Captain America. No, he's playing U.S. Agent. It's he was only Captain wearing the Captain America suit for a little bit. That's he was just, always playing U.S. Agent. It's just Captain America, man. No. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're gonna get Chris Evans on scene again, and he's gonna be uh, we're gonna, gonna be get Captain Hydra. We're gonna get Isaiah Bradley. <laughs> we're gonna get. Is it Isaac Bradley or Isaiah Bradley? I think it's Isaac. Anyways, John Krasinski is a flat Bradley. actor. He's bad. Oh, I hate that this is how we're ending the episode. We're going to end but... it here because it's true. It's the truth. It's all the time we got for today, which is what I said five minutes ago before we talked about more John things Krasinski. for five minutes. Yeah. Um, you can reach us at our email, uh, a Human cyborg relations at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns, or just say hi. We're still waiting to hear back from Washington. Or suggestions. Or suggestions. Something we you would love hear. to get suggestions. That would be great. Or, Give or us or ideas you, to talk about. Yeah, you know, you could suggest me to be on the podcast more. Well, to be honest, you've been on one out of the three last episodes that have been recorded. That's not, I mean, since, we just, since I started college I'm we won't tell people this two months it's been two and a half months since well we've... they're gonna know because we haven't released an episode we've recorded two and i still haven't edited them yeah it's <laughs> no, been a minute since you guys have by the time you get all of these edited just uh we'll have like three or four episodes in a backlog yeah we've so. got we've got this will make three i mean actually this will make four this is gonna be two it's an hour and 50 minutes long it's gonna be there two. you go yeah yeah it is the first time we've recorded past an hour in a long time it is it's because i'm here Honestly, it's because you guys love me. You drive the tangent. You yeah. Do and you're I? also just a genuine addition to this podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. it was like a no. You like you make this podcast ten times. Well, better. so what happens is I go on the tangents, but then you feed off the tangents, yeah. and <laughs> I just sit here like. <laughs> when you're not here, he's just like, "All right, tangents over." Well, because I have nothing to add. Because I can't. Well, that's you why add you to this st- podcast. That's you, why you start consuming. 
Josiah. By reading Tales of the Jedi. By, or, I played or, KOTOR. Reading, or reading the Republic comic. Gentlemen, one. I played Kotor. I played Republic's Kotor. really good. Anyway, this is this is all we have. Yeah, we you will need to play see Kotor you too. next week, I believe, with a um, cover of Andor episodes one through three. Yes. As I think is where we'll be sitting when all on one episode. Yes. Yeah. We're not gonna we're we're gonna approach the shows in a similar way we do to the movies, and we'll take the the shows in chunks. Yeah. So it'll be like okay. episodes one, two, three, then five, four, six, five, six, seven, seven eight, eight, nine. Et How is the uh, question structure gonna work for that? I do not know quite yet. Because that's gonna be a little difficult. It'll be a little we'll bit probably different. Probably have a probably some different questions. Okay. I'll probably focus more on like episode four ended in a really weird spot. Yeah, it did. It, like it just like it was I was so actually stupid. thinking about it. it was probably so the worst part about the Star Wars TV shows is that they're not TV shows. They're yeah, they're, they're not. Each they're episode like is not a self-contained long. story. Yeah, they each episode doesn't have a beginning, middle, end. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And I've they're... been rewatching Stargate, and every episode has a beginning, middle, end, even though they're smaller chunks of a larger story. I think that's what story. made Mandalorian good, is that it, Mandalorian Season 1 was so episodic. Yeah, it had a beginning, middle, end for each episode. It's yeah. what made it so But every so episode was still part of a it's larger little, story. Yeah. yeah, and or... it. So I stopped watching after Episode 4, not like intentionally, I just haven't like taken the time to do it. What was the ending of Episode 4? They were just like in the middle of like, we're planning to... Like, at the camp. You need to study these things so you can be caught up on the plan, and then they, it just ended. Yeah, oh, they were sitting at the campfire. Okay. And it was like that yeah. was not a that was a transition. That was an they're, they're still at that camp. Yeah, I was expecting them to like. I was expecting them to like actually go on the mission, and then it would end like right as they're getting to the Imperial base. Like I'm okay with a cliffhanger. But, yeah, but, but that wasn't a cliffhanger. It was just like we made like that is literally the way that we cut our podcast. Like I find a place in the middle that sounds good to stop, cut it in half, and release it as two episodes. That's yeah. what they do with these shows: is that they make one continuous story and then chop it up into episodes. It's weird. You got two more episodes before that's complete. That's so sad. It's fun. Oh, fun. Yeah. And most of it is in the last episode. And what's so weird is that this show is supposed to be about... Uh, here's something I don't like about Andor, and I'll talk about it right now, because you're here. And I even went back and watched Rogue One. I've been meaning least, to. I, I watched the one scene when he's arguing with Jin Erso. He says that he's been in this fight, meaning the Rebellion, because that's what the whole thing was about. Yeah. He says, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. No, and in this sh- it shows that he hasn't. In this show, it's very obvious that he is not part of the Rebellion. He's just been like, I don't like the Empire, so if I steal from them, it's fine. But I'm just kind of like a an Aladdin-type character where yeah. I just kind of steal to get by. And I kind of go against the grain of society and that I'm, I don't follow the traditional where I'm going to go get a job and work a nine-to-five. But in Rogue One, it's very clear. He's like, I've been in this rebellion fight since I was six. And then this show, it's like, he's clearly like 10 or 12. And he's on that planet that had the big mining disaster. Yeah, Canari. Yeah, the Canari. And he's just like, you haven't been in this fight since you were six. What are you doing, Disney? Yeah, when like, he... He's your original character. and You can't even keep his backstory straight. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah, because when they showed the flashbacks for the first three episodes between like them jumping to him as a child to now where we're at in the story he's older than six yeah 
Yeah, my dad was like, he doesn't look like he's. Six yeah, that's in not this. even that's because he hasn't he doesn't get in the fight until episode three of Andor. Yeah, and that's he's, he doesn't even know what fight he's in at that point. Exactly. Yeah, he's. Not, I wouldn't say he's like officially part of the rebellion. We get yeah. that title screen. Though. Yeah, we no, get that we, he left his home planet to go off with the mysterious stranger and fight a war. Yeah, who's also a AAA actress, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stellan Skarsgård. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, 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 not Stellan. The his mom. Oh yeah, yeah. My dad saw her and was immediately just like, "Who is she?" And then we looked her up, and he's like, "Oh my god." Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård is also. Oh, a, he's a he's stellar. top tier. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a, a world renowned actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, I I watched The Northman the other night, and I haven't seen it. His I... son is the main actor. Yeah. Yeah. And outside of William Defoe, oh, I love William Defoe. Outside of William Defoe and uh, what is her name? I can't remember her name. Margot Robbie. No, it's uh, Natalie Portman. No, Myla Kunis. Nope. I love Myla Kunis. Uh, anyways, most of the cast is all like Norwegian and like the Germanic areas. Yeah. From that culture. Yeah. So it's it's pretty accurate. Uh, they. Yeah. It's good. Anyways, but yeah. Uh, they we, need. To... We wrapped this five minutes. <laughs> I know. We just can't. Which stop was talking. a wrap of something five minutes before. Uh, yeah, they need to keep their story straight. Yeah, and yeah. he was like ten or eleven, I'd say, when he yeah. left. At Kanari. least, if not, he could have easily been. He could have been fourteen. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's just like fourteen, I, maybe thirteen and a half. I even paused. I even paused the episode in the middle. I'm like, sorry, Dad, we're gonna go watch this other thing real fast. And, yeah, and I'm like. I thought it was a part of the rebellion since he was six, and that's why he was like lording it over Jen. Over Jen, yeah. Because she's just like, my father, blah blah blah, and he's like, no, I've been in this fight since I was six. It's like, mm, no, you haven't. Yeah. It's well, like, well, actually, yes. My dad is like, so he lied. I'm like, no, he didn't. He would have no reason in that scene. He wouldn't have a reason to lie. It's Disney, not being capable of going back. Continuity. It, they're just not capable, and it's because they're just hiring random writers. I mean, like you kind of do your own thing, and they don't have a Kevin Feige who can keep, who can sit at the top and they're keep supposed to. everything straight. They're supposed yeah. to be Dave Filoni. Yeah, he's supposed to be like the creative director of Star Wars. Yeah, like, along with Kevin Kevin Feige. I think, no, they're, uh, I think they're co, aren't they? No, it's um. It's, uh, it's Dave Filoni and, and uh, John Favreau. Favreau. Oh, John Favreau was the other day yeah. I was thinking of because he was the uh, creative director and the director of Iron Man, the whole Iron Man movies. Oh yeah, all, all the whole trilogy. Yeah, he's a great director. Yeah, he's and, a great and, actor. and that's why he plays Happy Hogan through most of it. Cause yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. Once he stepped down from being the director of like the MCU, he was still part of like the creative vision. No, yeah, he always has. I think he always has been. Yeah. He was he was very heavily. He's also involved. the genius behind the hit Christmas movie Elf. All you need to do, Josiah, is say adios. Well, we both know that we're gonna keep talking. But I anyway, know. um yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is truly for the last time all we have for today. I know it feels like I lied the last couple of times I said that's all we have for today, but Liar You can find us that was loud. Liar. Liar. all right you brought him you, you brought him to me i think that's that might be just adios <laughs> all right no <laughs> adios